Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to this Baby Bowl edition off-season. Off-season of the Baby Bowl edition. We're still wrapping up the Baby Bowl season. It's been a couple of weeks. We kind of took a little break there. Rob Norton, of course, as you know, has got a little baby, so he's got a lot of busy things going on at the house, and so we had to take a couple of break, uh, weeks off. Rob, I don't know that you've been here, though, for like a month. It feels like you haven't been on the show for a month. We had Sierra Najad on the on the program, and Pierre pinched it for you, and you weren't even here for that. That was, that was huge. That was so exciting. I know, I know. I was bummed to miss that. Uh, I, I listened to Sia on um, the CBS podcast throughout the year. I'm doing their uh, DFS podcast, so it was. I was definitely looking forward to it, and and maybe 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 next time when he uh, when he comes back on, I'll uh, make sure I get on there. Yeah, he said hello to you, by the way, uh, in that program. He said hello to you, but he said goodbye to me as well. So that was awesome. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> but we did miss it. Uh, everything good with the baby, the wife, the the the, the mother, the father, everybody okay there at the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's coming up, coming up on two months now, and uh, I think I told you he has he has a uh, club foot, so. Uh-huh. Um, he's, uh, he's actually almost done with his casting. Um, he was in a, um, coming up on Tuesday, he'll get out of his, uh, three week cast, which they have after, uh, having surgery on their, on their Achilles tendon. Um, so yeah, once he gets out of that, he'll be in, uh, just the boots, like the braces for 23 hours for, for three months. And then he'll be in it for just nightwear until he's like three, four years old. Well, they bounce back from that, you know. Kids yeah, are young. kids are young. They bounce back the first, really easy. Yeah, I was gonna say the fir- our first one had it too. Um, his wasn't quite as quite as bad, so he didn't, didn't have like the three week casting, uh, the extra three week casting in the surgery. But our our, our uh, oldest one had it too, and he's out of it now. I mean, he's you wouldn't even know by looking at him. So it's okay. it's uh pretty cool to see the transformation. It is cool to have that all that. And I'm glad everything is okay, and that's wonderful. And everything was okay for the Baby Bowl as well this year, and the Baby Bowl playoffs. Everything was great with that as well. We kept setting, I don't want to say records, because we don't we don't look at as many records. And, and yeah, we like tangible numbers, or at least I do. Rob, you're, su- you're so more, but such, uh, you're such a humble guy, right? You're, so, you're not going <laughs> to sit there. And, so I try to toot the horn as often as I can, and you know I wanted to get to a big, big, big number, and we didn't quite reach those numbers that we wanted to get to, that I wanted to get to. You were very happy. I was like, oh, we should have got higher. We should have got higher, Rob. <laughs> uh, but, but what was the final participation number? Was it like two, 264? What, what was that number? I believe 164 was wow. the final. Yeah, 164 for uh, for playoffs this year. Okay. Well, that, Which that's is still that's high. Still- yeah, yeah, it was still higher, and, and so we were able to give the Ashley's embrace, and we were able to give to the March of Dimes a lot of dollars this 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 time. I, I even told my wife the total amount, and I can't remember what that total amount is. I'm sure you got it right there somewhere scribbled on a piece of paper, and I do too, but I, I just don't know where the pieces of paper are. But I, I told her the amount, and she's like, oh, really? That's That was pretty good. That's that, that's good. So she, she was kind of proud of me this year, Rob. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We uh, we were able to raise all, all in all uh, between the two. Um, five thousand one hundred fifty dollars uh went to, uh, split evenly among uh, both of them. So, yeah, we raised over five thousand dollars, which was the first time we've broke that that threshold. That's that's so cool. And I know I've said this throughout this year anyway because I smelled it coming. Right, I I I saw how the numbers kept getting larger and larger. And Rob, you're the daddy of the baby bowl, and I know what it's like to have something that you have made all your own kind of a thing. And, and, you know, there's been a lot of participation from people and other people have helped you along the way. And it's so cool to watch it grow. But as the daddy of the baby bowl, I also know that it's hard to let go of some things. And I, I, at some point, though, you got to let go of your kids. You got to let go of your kids. I remember teaching my daughter how to ride a bicycle, right? And I was teaching her how to ride a bicycle, and I was holding on to the back of the bike, and she just about had it. She, I mean, we, the training wheels were off, and she just about had it. And I, I, I was going down the my neighbor's driveway with her, and I had the back of the seat, and I was going, and she looked behind her, and she said, "Daddy, you can let go." And, and we got to the end of the driveway. And I let go, and I watched her start riding her bicycle off, Rob. And and I thought, you know, it's that's a lot easier said than done, little girl. 
You know, that's what I was standing there as I was standing there all alone. And Rob, the same thing for you. Sometimes we got to we got to let go. And I saw that where the baby bowl was growing. I was like, Rob's got his hands full. I'm trying to take over as much as I can. But I'm limited. I'm limited in my computer knowledge. I'm limited in all those things that I can really do to help the baby bowl grow a little bit. And, and, and this is what I saw. I saw this guy, our guest on the on the podcast tonight, Casey. Casey uh, over on Twitter is is Kamish Casey at Kamish Casey on Twitter. He reached right in there one time during the Baby Bowl playoffs because we had all these extra participants and in the MFL setup that they had, they got we got two different rooms and everything. And 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 Casey made a great spreadsheet to put everybody in the same thing. And Casey, I can't tell you how thankful I was for you to do that. I know Rob was very thankful as well. But welcome to the podcast, Casey, and thank you so much for just taking something and running with it that you knew had to be done. Well, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, been a part of Baby Bowl now for a couple of seasons. Uh, it's a great event. And anytime we can give back and, and get somebody to charity, and I'm always more than willing to help and lend my expertise when possible. And, and Rob, I know you were thankful for it, too. And it's all, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping you up, Rob, about letting go <laughs> and thinking of ways you can let go. And I'm also encouraging that Baby Bowl crowd and audience, if you see a need and you think that you can fill it just like Casey did, hey, reach right in there, grab a hold of it, tell Rob, let me do it, and see if Rob will let go of it. But so we may have to coerce him a little bit, but we can see if Rob will let go of it. And it's not that Rob is a control. Right, you're Rob, I know you're not a control freak. I know it's not none of those things. But I have a bread route that I have that helped raise me and that I helped raise myself. And nobody can I, – I, I, I just think I could do it. That's, I, just, I just don't want to trouble anybody with it. I just I, – I can do it all. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing, too, is like I feel like, you know, I can I can keep up with it. I can do it. And like I don't want to, you know, put a put more of a burden on anyone else. So, um, yeah, whenever, you know, anyone reaches out and, and helps like Casey did, I definitely appreciate it for sure. And then that's that's the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, I'm always I'm always open to ideas. I mean, even last year, you know, I sent out those surveys for mm-hmm. people to to um respond to you know i mean i'm always open to different ideas if if anyone has ideas that they think would make make it better overall that people would enjoy um you know changing to the settings changing to the format changing to anything um i'm always open to that and uh so i I also want to give another shout i don't know if you know the guy he does a lot of um scott fishbowl work the uh i think it's like mark and mi uh, like mm-hmm. at Mark and MI he does a lot of graphics and things. Um, he had reached out and I don't know if you have been into the, the, my fantasy league, uh, site, like the baby bowl, uh, homepage or anything, but he, mm-hmm. he customized it a little bit. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he, uh, did a little custom custom work on it. And then, uh, I, I implemented it already. And then, um, but I know a lot of people since the the season won't really see it. So, but it's going to end up carrying over to next year. It looks, pr- looks pretty cool. I think so. Um, yeah, he reached out too. I wanted to thank him. And then, uh, you know, like I said, obviously thank Casey for putting in the work and, and helping us out. Okay, so that's how we do it. We reach in, we reach into the baby hole. We help Rob out, and, and look, all you participants out there, we can't thank you enough for all the things that you have done. And we're not trying to put a burden on anybody else. But if you would like to participate in any of those things, go right ahead, just like Casey and that, like uh, Markinum, Markinum, I think his name is, uh, did over there on the MFL. And Rob, I don't know if I've ever logged in there and saw it at all or not. And Casey, I don't know that I've ever opened up that actual. You know, thing because I always think if I'm gonna open up, up so um, open up something, I, I'm just gonna get a virus. So that's that's <laughs> Casey. <laughs> but I know you did. And Casey, could you here since you did all that hard work, I would like for you to tell us who won the last week of that baby will play off the Super Bowl uh, week. Who won that week? Yeah, we actually had a tie Super Bowl week. We had two teams score one thirty three point five six points. Um, we had Kev at Roto Surgeon. Brought him from 61st all the way up to 13th with that score. Wow. And Mike Dennis, at Mike Dennis, 99, went from 117 all the way up to 44th by his <laughs> 133.56 score that last week. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I, I think I know the first guy. Do I know the first guy, Rob? Roto Surgeon? He's pretty. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought I don't know. I don't know if we've talked to him or not, but he's, I mean, you'll see him a lot on Twitter. Uh, I mean, I know he's pretty active on Twitter and, uh, um, in the fantasy community, both for, both for baseball and, and football. Yeah. Is he the guy with the little mustache? Did he have a mustache at some point? Is that it? 
That is. It wow. is him. It is okay. him. That's Kev. That's Kev. Yeah. Well, I've I've always appreciated him. He's a little snarky at times. I don't mind snarky. I don't take it to heart. I, I don't mind snarky at all. Casey, I, I need you to do me one more favor since I I'm not going to open up that uh, viral viral document. I know it doesn't have a virus in it. It's just I'm an old man, Casey. That's all it is. I, I I'm an old man <laughs> with a computer for like 1970 or something like that. So I. <laughs> but uh, Casey, could you please for the overall baby bowl playoffs? Could you count us down here? From 10 to 5, could you give us the top 10 through 5 on the Baby Bowl playoffs? Absolutely. Coming at number 10, we have Joe Flo at Joe Flo 23. Uh, 437.26 points. Uh, number 9, a uh, a man I know, Jay Felicia, Felicio at G-Men J, was actually in my Scott Fishbowl division this last year. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that, though. Uh, <laughs> number eight uh, was John uh, Chunuk. He had 438.42 points. Uh, number seven was Troy Norris at Tango 11B, 440.2 points. And number six is at Jake's F Football, uh, 440.92 points. So strong scores right there. Good job, Jake. Good job by all you guys. And uh, Jake, I think it's the first time Jake ever participated in this stuff. Jake's got a million articles that he writes each and every week or day. I don't know how many articles he writes a day, Rob. He keeps very busy. Not many people get, are busier than you, but J Jake's one of them, Rob. Jake's yeah, one I think of them. so. I was going to say, he seems like he's, seems like he's super active um, from, what I'm, from what I'm seeing. Yeah, great, great scores by everybody. And Rob, uh, could you read the final five there for us for the Baby Bowl playoffs and the overall winner? Yeah, at number five, we have Justin Zook, which I believe he's at Agent Zero with a bunch of zero or a bunch of O's, uh, 441.02. Fourth place, Brad Duda, 443.08. Third place, Dustin Ludke at the Dunnett, 13, yeah. 446.2. Second place, Ernest Silva at Into the Lab Pod, uh, 456.48. And then jumping up with a big score in first place, Teddy Dog 24 at FM Burgi. He had 489.42, which is the record for a single playoffs. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. He set the. He, I think. I think he beat it by like twenty or thirty points too. What well, so. do you mean? Ju he jumped up. It was a big final score there. Super Bowl week. I was just meaning. That, well, he had a he had a good Super Bowl. He had one ten point three six. He. I mean, yeah. the first week was when he really did his damage. One fifty eight point eight four. Um. But but just a big jump up from second. Whereas like se second and third was only a ten point gap, and then third through like. You know, there's an only only a 16 point gap all the way down to 14th. Okay, good job, Mr. Silva came in second, but Bergie got number one right there, number one spot in the Baby Bowl playoffs. I think that's that's a great accomplishment. It's a tough it's a tough navigating to navigate that field over and over again, especially in the playoffs because. <laughs> you can really navigate wrong and end up in an iceberg or something like that, like you're driving the <laughs> Titanic, Rob. I love that score. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a really good score for sure. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. We've talked about it before. Where yeah, I, I think the playoffs version is tougher because you. I mean, if you 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 have so many limited, you have so many decisions, but they're they're limited in the sense that you like if you didn't play DK Metcalf that first week, um, that was that was a huge disadvantage. That, I mean, you didn't you don't get to play him the rest of the time, and he put up a a monster score. So anyone who did had that big advantage. Um, yeah, so it, it is tough. I I will say I want to I want to get this in before we. I did get redemption against my wife, so hopefully hopefully she doesn't she doesn't listen listen to this. I finished twenty first and she was thirty ninth, so I'm, I'm I now have the bragging rights for the whole off season. So I'm just gonna let that be be known. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you what was a bigger disadvantage. Then play then then not playing Tyler uh, DK Metcalf that first week is when I played Tyler Lockett instead of DK Metcalf <laughs> that first week. That was a bigger disadvantage, Rob. That was a bigger one. Okay, I'm just don't don't That's blame tough. me. I blame I blame uh, Geno Smith. That's who I blame. Hey Casey, <laughs> which one do you like better? Do you like the playoffs or do you like the regular season? You were telling us beforehand that you have played the last couple of years. Did you play in the playoffs last couple of years as well as the regular season? Yeah, I first hopped in with Rob actually in a playoff season, and I've done these playoff ones for years. Um, okay. This was the first year I'd done the regular season version. I really enjoyed the regular season version of it. 
Uh, didn't have a lot of success because I played it too much with a playoff mentality. Um, whereas in these playoffs, it's important to get off on a good start. Our guy Teddy there in first place basically was third after the first week and then was first the rest of the competition. Mm. And of the top eight guys, they were all top 20 after the first week except for one. So I find the regular season a little more wiggle room, a little more room to get back in if you're out of it. Whereas the playoffs, you got to you got to come out of the gates tearing. So both are fun, though. Now, you also have on your Twitter handle here at Kamish Casey that you are, have been playing fantasy sports since 1991. My friend, that is when I uh, well, I, I graduated high school in 1990 by the skin of my teeth, by the way. But I, I and I didn't even know a fantasy sport existed way back when. How were you playing fantasy sports in 1991? Yeah, so we, uh, my best friend and I, uh, we were going to church together, and uh, we were both in eighth grade, and uh, a man from church came up, and he knew we loved football, and he said, you want to play fantasy football? So we had <laughs> six guys together. Not a single one of us had any idea what was going on, um, and we started it that year, and the next year, the adults kind of dropped out, but my friend and I were 100% hooked. So we kept it going. We drafted in people's garages. We drafted over the telephone, the kind that hung on the wall that you took off the wall and talked on. <laughs> uh, we have great stories from over the years, but I'm happy to say I didn't screw up my first draft. Too bad. Barry Sanders, my number one pick. <laughs> Rob, uh-huh. Were you even thinking about drafting Barry Sanders in fantasy football way back when? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I feel like I had the notion. I was two, so I, I probably had the notion somewhere. No. Yeah, I I love I did love Barry Sanders though. Once I was old enough to start start watching, so and, and obviously obviously Barry Sanders was was a stud. But no, yeah, that's that that is uh that is that is awesome. I I don't think I, you know, obviously being born in '89, I uh my I think my first uh, fantasy league of any kind was like 2006, 2005 in that range. I was in I was in high school, but you know we did it on Yahoo on the computer and everything. So I never actually did really um the the whole uh over the phone that kind of thing although i will say there was a guy there was a league i joined a guy had been doing it back in since the 80s and it was a guy i work i worked with uh and he wanted to keep it just like that he didn't want to do it over the computer so we actually did it this was probably eight years ago or so um the league has since folded but we would do he he would keep track of four leagues on spreadsheets and <laughs> Yeah, by by himself, hand calculating the everything. Even and like I said, this was like eight years ago. So there was he could have easily moved it to a computer, onto a site or anything. But he just liked doing it, and um, we would we would email him our our lineups, and you know we would draft we would draft in person, and there was no no you have to use paper and everything else, and then you you draft in person and everything else, and then you'd email him your your uh, lineups every week and then uh, he'd keep track of the points and send a spreadsheet back. And so it was almost, almost to that point, but, but not, not, not like that. I've only, I I, I know it's going to shock you guys with my fantasy wisdom that I have. I have only (laughs) been playing fantasy sports probably for about six, seven years. I think at the, at the, I could be a little bit longer. It could be a little bit less. I don't pay attention to the time. If you don't know me yet by now, that's, I don't pay attention to time. And and, I I (laughs) tweeted out a tweet the other day, uh, Jim McMahon actually, I had a little Walter Payton clip, Walter Payton throwing Jim McMahon a touchdown pass. And I asked the question, is there any better running back than Walter Payton? Can you think of any better running? And some people said Barry Sanders. I think this was on my Lofanet account, at Lofanet over on Twitter. I don't think it was the FI Today account with a little underscore. That's a little shameless plug there, Rob. I don't know if they shamelessly plugged the daddy of the baby bull at Norton0723 over on Twitter. I know I said Casey's name is time or two. But uh, the, the, the Barry Sanders one – me and a guy were got to talking. I don't. I don't think that Barry Sanders had a nickname. You know, Walter Payton had sweetness, right? Yeah, I, but I don't think Barry Sanders had a nickname. Am I wrong in thinking that, guys, or did he have one actually? Because he deserves one if he didn't have one. No, he didn't. I don't think he had one at all. But a phenomenal, just a joy to watch play football. He was he was the best. Yeah, I, yeah. I, as I say, I don't think he had one either. And and I was gonna say, I I agree though. Like I like even when I. It's it's crazy watching it, watching just wa- even watching his highlights now. Huh. The elusiveness was was unmatched. I mean, it's just it's it's so ridiculous how he's just breaking guys off, shaking them out of their shoes. It's just it's it's crazy. He was un- unbelievable. One more question about the Baby Bowl, and then we're gonna put a wrap on the Baby Bowl and move on to maybe some other things here before this time is up on the Baby Bowl podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. 
Rob, I'll ask you first, and Casey, you kind of alluded to some of this a little bit, but maybe you can elaborate a little bit more. But Rob, did you learn anything from the Baby Bowl this year? Some things that maybe how you would set your lineup a little bit differently, what you would do differently. I I think I would do the same things that I said last year that I did wrong again this year. You know, just try to outsmart the room, try to play those good players first. When I looked up at the end of the year, and man, sometimes life gets in the way and comes moving fast at you and everything, and you just don't have time to set the lineup. You don't have time to think straight. You got too many fantasy leagues going on and stuff like that, and it just kind of all gets tumbled around in the dryer a little bit, and sometimes you lost a sock whenever it was all over. But I, I looked at the quarterbacks that I had left, and I was like, huh, I didn't play him. And I didn't play him, and I didn't play him, and I didn't play him. You know, and I was like, man, why didn't I play those guys? And I was probably thinking more DFS style than anything else, Rob. And you know, as you and I talk about things week to week, it's like, yeah, I could squeeze Jared Goff in this week. You know what I mean? And I probably should have never squeezed Jared Goff into the Baby Bowl lineup. I should have <laughs> just played those top sixteen guys and said, I'm running with these guys right here. And, and probably that's what I'm, I'm thinking I need to do differently, Rob, as I sit down and make my mental notes and hopefully transfer them to paper and not lose them. What about you? Yeah, I mean, one thing is um, I got to the players that I, you know, recommend to my wife. I think that's the ones I should probably play <laughs> next year, too, because no, but but on on a serious note, though, I mean, I, I think that's the biggest thing is like I think what happens is like people will get in there and kind of outsmart themselves a little bit and try to try to play a you know, an off the wall kind of play or just anything where they're, they're like, you know, I want, I want to save this guy. I want to save this guy. I want to save this guy. And to an extent you can kind of do that. Like, I mean, if it's, you know, a superstar and it has one of the worst matchups in the, in, in the league, then, and you, you have a, another superstar with a great matchup, then sure. Play the, the superstar with a great matchup. Um, so in a sense that you're you're essentially saving the other one, but if you're just saving them to play, you know, a player that you may not even play all season, that that's kind of where um, you got to kind of rein it back in a little bit, because um, that's the thing is, like you mentioned, you know, we, there's 17 weeks, you're only playing 17 quarterbacks, you don't have to jump down, you know, way down to get guys that are outside the top 17. You know, you play 34 running backs, so you know you got to be mindful of that because then you know if you have an opportunity to play you know a Khalil Herbert if David Montgomery's out or any of the, any of those guys who are like considered the elite tier kind of backups that uh, handcuffs that get the full workload you know take advantage of that because you you know otherwise you're gonna miss out on an opportunity to play a guy with a or with a good workload and um, it just those those are the kind of things where um, trying not to get too cute playing playing some of the best plays you can every single week and then going from there because the other thing too is you know if you try to save those guys next thing you know you know obviously we we hate to see it but injuries happen every year to big players so if you don't get a, if you don't play a player before um, they get hurt or something like that too, that's that that's a bummer as well. No, I agree. What about you, Casey? Have you thought anything? I know when Rob was sitting there talking, I'm sitting there. I, I, I'm I'm wondering how in the world did I did we survive 17 weeks of baby bowl with the tight end position that we had to play each and every week? How did we, how did we survive that? <laughs> I actually have a great example of what Rob was just talking about. I. Coming from the playoff experience where you really do have to map out who do I think is going to win. I need to save certain players. So I'm not taking zeros in the Super Bowl. I was too conservative this year. My week 17 lineup featured Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. And as we know, I got zero from them oh. when I easily could have played them in another week. I finished 21st. If they just hit their average, I'm up in the top 10 probably. But because I saved them and I saved them and I saved them for what I thought might be a shootout. I lost those points. Obviously, what happened is out of our control. Yeah. But the perfect example of I easily could have played those guys instead of a Jared Goff, as you said, one week um, and had them in earlier, used them and had somebody else. So I that's absolutely my big takeaways. A little too conservative, a little too much. We're going to save stuff and, and definitely next year be a little more aggressive with my calls. Okay. That, that, that is very, very fair. I think that those are good, valid points and things to build our baby bowl lineups on. 
I'll probably still end up being contrarian, Rob. That's just how I am, man. That's just how <laughs> I roll. Hey, we do appreciate everybody's participation in the Baby Bowl this year. We ask and encourage you to talk about it and to kind of build it up a little bit more. We're just trying to set new records each and every time, not for ourselves, not for anything bragging. I think you guys know us a, bit, a little bit better than that, thinking that we're trying to do it for those reasons, doing it to raise money for charity. We're doing it to make fun in the community. We're doing it so the community can come together and have a great event to participate in and around and, and and do some good, do some good at the same time. And Rob, I do appreciate you putting together all the different things that I didn't participate in, uh, like, like the discords, you know, I know I was in both chat rooms to kind of push everybody's content there if I could. And that's one of the reasons why I tried to build up that fantasy impact today uh, account was to be able to push that content out there for people a little bit more whenever they drop articles or anything like that in that we have those chat rooms on Twitter for, but also the Discord. I know I heard good things about that Discord, Rob. So that was a good addition as well this year. Yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, trying to trying to just do like I said, do more things and uh, make it more fun for everyone. And I appreciate you, you know, always always uh, encouraging everyone, always uh, pushing pushing my stuff and and, and uh, my announcements and you know, and for every week having having me on and then uh, talking baby bowl every week. And we mentioned it, you know, we get to we get to you know talk to a bunch of different people all the time, and it's really really fun to um, get to meet new people and everything. So I appreciate you having me. No problem. As we wrap up last year's football season, we're kind of getting news nowadays as to next year's football season. So I'm going to break this to you guys a little bit gently. All right. And I'm going to let you kind of I know you both are very skilled in your fantasy analyst abilities. So I'm going to go ahead and say this. Uh, Casey, I'm going to ask you first, since it seems like you're up in that New York area. I could be wrong about where you are. I just know you got a big Yankee thing there. So you're probably paying attention to a little bit of news out of New York. And according to some people, all right, Derek, Carr's agent and everything like that. If Derek Carr goes to the New York Jets, they believe the New York Jets are a very highly anticipated Super Bowl contender. Do you agree with that, Casey? Are you buying that or are you selling that? Well, you're you're asking a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan okay. about the Jets. <laughs> um, I actually think Buffalo and Miami are both very good football teams. Yes, I think David Carr, uh, David Carr, Derek Carr would help yeah, him I, absolutely tremendously. I think it would really bring the skill position people together, but I just, I just don't know it gives him enough talent to get past Miami or Buffalo at this point. Good call. What about you, Rob? Buying or selling that? More selling. Um, I do think they would be better, um, but yeah, again, I mean that's it's going to be a tough division, tough to get past uh, those two teams, um, and so. So I, I probably would still sell them as a as a Super Bowl contender, but I think they would be a competitive team. Uh, Ryan Mink uh, believes that Todd Munkin is the new he is the new offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, and that he will implement a versatile offensive scheme centered around Lamar Jackson. Guy, I could do that, guys. I mean, what am I doing? What? What? Do you need an <laughs> offensive coordinator to go in there and do that? I could do that. That's what you should be doing. I mean, I know you got to say the right things, but come on. That's, that's a little bit crazy. Hey, let me ask you this. Evan Ingram will hopefully return to the Jaguars in 2023. I believe that he will. I think that they need him there. I think they want him there. It looked like it was a good fit there, everything. They were building a good rapport with that, Rob Norton. And I'm going to ask you this, Rob. I am putting Evan Ingram. As the number three, top three tight end next year, if he stays with Jacksonville, that's not that's not because I've crunched the numbers. It's just that I've ta I've taken the ease in Evan Ingram and I've turned him backwards. So I'm trying to do it like a little gematria thing or something here to set my <laughs> rankings for next year. And, and it looks like a three whenever you do that. So that's why. No, hey, top three or top five. If it's top three, are you buying or selling that for next year for Evan Ingram? Man, you're, I got, I got, I'd have to sell top three. I love Evan Ingram. He was, I mean, C Coop and I talked about it all off season. Um, he was, he was driving that train. I was, I was on it. I loved, I loved Evan Ingram. I mean, Evan Ingram was my, was literally my most drafted player last, last season of any position, um, best ball or redraft. And so I was all in on Evan Ingram last year. The funny thing is, I think, with how good he did and the hype uh, heading into this year, if he does resign, I, I'm probably going to end up being out because the price is going to go up huge. I mean, obviously people are, people are hyping him, um, mm -hmm. you know, and off of how he finished last year. And 
one it's it's somewhat hard to i'm not i'm not gonna be like completely out i'll still like them but i i probably won't get a lot because i think people will draft them before me and um especially it'll be interesting to see how calvin ridley fits in if he's i mean if assuming he he uh is able to get reinstated i don't even know if i saw if he did or not but um so i know he was applying for it or whatever last night top three rob gordon yes or no buying or selling no i'm selling out Chicken little, don't go against Tremontria. What are you? <laughs> uh, what about you, Casey? Is that crazy talk or is that is that solid? I mean, I, I'm sitting here, Casey. I'm trying to think. You know, I, I know we'd want to take Mark Andrews, right, in in the top three. We, Travis Kelsey's locked in as number one. But who's going to be number three? Darren Waller doesn't even have quarterback. Who, who's number three? I think, and I think that's the the million dollar question: is the next two guys you'd go to Darren Waller, George Kittle, both have quarterback question marks. I think the the answer I would go with would potentially be T.J. Hawkinson based on when he ended oh, the season yeah. with Minnesota out there. Um, but certainly I think what you're going to have is uh, Kittle and Andrews 1-2 and then this big conglomeration of people that are that are just – what's your preference and what's the price? Yep, well, that's true. I think the price will be right, especially on draft day. That's a good question and a good answer, Casey. All right, Casey, this one's coming at you because I don't know what's going on down here in the, my neck of the woods, the southern of the United States, south South United States here. Robert Woods, he's been let go by the Tennessee Titans. Taylor Dewan's been let go by the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Zach Cunningham was let go by the Tennessee Titans, the linebacker. And, and now I, I, Ryan Tannehill – Probably not going to return to the Titans, too, is what I'm hearing. And there's trade rumors about Derrick Henry away from that. that I, I don't know what the Tennessee Titans are doing, Casey. Are they just in a complete rebuild mode? Is this just all coach talk? Is this smoke coming out of Tennessee? What's going on? Well, I don't know that they're going to go complete rebuild, but certainly I heard they cut their kicker, too. We know that's that's yeah. that's big deal right there. <laughs> but I don't uh, – they weren't very good last year. And maybe it's time to reevaluate and say, how good are we really? How far can we really go after a very disappointing playoff loss two years ago? Missed the playoff this year. It might be time to rebuild, see where we are. And I think we all agree they've got a good coach. Um, but let's start. Let's kind of scra- peel it back a little bit and see what we can get going forward. Rob, tell him, it's, speak some sense to Mike Vrabel. Tell him not to do all this, man. Tell him he's got Derrick Henry, the best running back ever in the, in the whole entire planet, and he can't just sit there and start cutting people left and right thinking that he's going to do the Patriot way in Tennessee. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there, to be honest. Um, I, I honestly don't know what to expect. To be, I mean, I mean, they, they have a situation where obviously like that that um division isn't necessarily very strong i mean obviously the jaguars um look like they're on the up um obviously the colts you know really start struggling texans really struggling so it's not like it's a you know a division where they got you know mahomes and the chiefs breathing down their neck every year so i i don't know what they're doing Okay, well, maybe they think the window's closed a little bit and it's time to rebuild while the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the come up. Kyler Murray said he believes uh, – Michael Bidwell says he believes Kyler Murray could return earlier than midseason. So just keep that in mind for all your <laughs> all your drafts and everything. Kyler Murray's out for a while, torn ACL, suffered in week 14. Eh, we just never like that kind of recovery. Aaron Rodgers uh, has returned from his darkness retreat, guys. Have you guys ever been on a darkness retreat, either one of you? No, no, <laughs> not not since I had a child. I've not been able to sleep more than six hours a day. Not since I had a child. Oh, it's, I hope to get some darkness whenever I go into the bathroom and the kids leave me alone for a little while. You know what I mean? I mean, I know why there's books in there now after I had kids. Right, so uh, anyway, uh, Aaron Rodgers not coming back to Green Bay. Can we all agree on that? Can we all say yes on that? Yes. Yes. Okay, so where and and I'm not you know we may not be able to talk for a while longer. Where is he going to go? Is it is it just Las Vegas? Is Las Vegas a lock, Rob? Or, or we don't have any idea. Oh man, I mean that would be probably be my first guess. Um, I, can, I really to me it seemed like Vegas and the Jets were kind of the two favorites, um, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean I kind I kind of think I'm you know heavily leaning towards uh, Vegas. You too, Casey? Yeah, I think that's the obvious one for sure. I, If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'd want to stay in the NFC, a little more winnable conference out there, but the Packers aren't yeah. going to let that happen. So I think the Raiders make the most sense of those options for sure. Okay, all right. Uh, and last one here, uh, Kyle Trask, the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, 
It's just, this is going to be really hard for Kyle Trask. I mean, stepping in there in Tom Brady's shoes, the offense was built. I, I don't know how if it's going to get any worse than what it was last year because really it seemed like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were gifted somewhat a spot in the playoffs, right, guys? I mean, it, everything, all the all the stars lined up correct for them all throughout the, the entire regular season, and they somehow sneaked into the playoffs for Tom Brady's last year. But they believe Kyle Trask is kind of going to be a point guard out there playing quarterback. I just I know that the sport analogy is not trans, transferring very well, but that is what the head coach said, I believe. Or the, maybe the offensive coordinator said he believes that it's just going to be able to be doing that. Uh, so what do you guys think about this for next year and the outlook for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Casey, next season? Yeah, I, I think uh, the Buccaneers, obviously, they got Don Brady in there. I would argue that the year they won the Super Bowl, it took the the kind of the right things happen at the right times in some of those playoff games to get there. They are way over the salary cap. And so I'm I'm assuming what they're going to do here is they don't got the money to go get a Derek Carr. So they're just going to go ahead and see what Trask has for a year and, and then kind of go from there. Where are we as a franchise? What are we looking at next year? So I expect to see Kyle Trask under center week one. Okay, Rob? Yeah, I'm expecting the same thing. Um, I mean, <laughs> not. I don't think it'll be. It's going to be pretty, uh, to be honest. Um, but and uh, I think they're just they're trying to. I think they're trying to hype it up, you know, a little bit yeah. about about Trask. But yeah, I, I'm not optimistic. Trying to get Mike Evans to stay in there and stay be quiet, just be quiet. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> Dante Forbes is going to stay with the Carolina Panthers. It looks like Deuce Staley is really excited for that. That looks like it's going to be a good backfield maybe next year. They can actually support Dante Foreman. He, I know he, he jumped onto the scene last year. So uh, just a little bit, and that was really fun to watch. And I, I always root for him. Javante Williams for all you dynasty players out there. He's not. It, it could keep him out well into the 2023 season. Multiple knee ligament tears, so it's not looking good for him. Rob, I know you're a big dynasty guy. Is is, is it a is it a sell high time for Javante Williams if if you can have such a thing for an injury like that? But we all know the potential for him. Or is it a buy low time? What is it for Javante Williams? Um, I mean, I think with this news, it's kind of shoots down some of the sell high. Uh, you know, cause you, you had, I'm sure you had a lot of people optimistic, uh, thinking, you know, he'll, he'll come back and, uh, and, uh, just pick up right where he left off. Um, I was already pessimistic just from the, the, the nature of the, his injury. Uh, it sounded like it was like a more complicated, uh, ACL issue, kind of like, uh, what we saw with, um, Dobbins. Mm-hmm. So I was already, I was already kind of more pessimistic. I usually am almost always when it comes to either ACL or Achilles when, especially with it, if it's inside of a year um, until they get outside of a year, I, I, I don't really feel too comfortable. So I, you know, I would have probably already been trying to sell to op- some optimistic. I don't, I think people are going to be le- less optimistic with this news. So I, I don't, I think it's kind of like a forced hold at this point. Casey, we are very familiar with our statistics from this year for the football season, right? Yeah. And I wanted to cover some prize pick stuff and some other things as well. For the the, the prize picks, uh, I wanted to cut their ML. I'm sorry, I got confused. Uh, I thought I didn't place something here on prize picks uh, for the Major League Baseball season coming up here. But I see now that they have the NFL season on here already. Okay, so uh, what I would like to do is go over to Pro Football Reference, guys. If you could on your computer, go over Pro Football Reference, pull up this year's stats. I I wish I could do that for you really easy without losing all of my stuff here. I'm going to try here. Let me copy that. I'm going to put it into our little bar that we got down here. No, I don't see a bar, so I'm not doing anything. All right. All right. But but Pro Football Reference and we could do that. Oh, I know what I could do. Um, And look at the passing yards for the quarterbacks. All right, I just dropped it into our little Twitter chat that we had beforehand, guys. Uh, if you want to link to all that, paste. There we are. Great, great podcast radio right there. So <laughs> NFL and so overall prize picks. We've got NFL season statistics for passing yards. And Rob, you know I'm a sucker for this, and you have me believing that we need to go in the unders on all this. I know you like to say that the overs are the good looking ones, but the unders are actually the profitable ones. So I can believe you on that. But wait until you hear these some of these unders, guys. Okay, so let's let's just look at this. Patrick Mahomes will be our first one, and his uh, stats. I don't want to read them. I want to kind of g- give us a little guesstimate of what we think Patrick Mahomes might throw for next year. Rob Norton he threw for five thousand two hundred and fifty yards this season. 
Do you think he could throw for more than that, less than that, right about that, or what? I mean, it's a high number. I, I'd, I'd have to say under that if it, if that was the number. Um, if I was trying to guess a line, I would say they probably have it set at either like five thousand or forty-seven fifty, somewhere in that range. That's two hundred and fifty. That's like a whole game. I know it's off, a, right. okay. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go five. I'll go forty-nine hundred. Okay, and, we're not, and you're not looking at it. I know how you are. You're not looking at it. Because you, know you, know like, um, you know how I like to play the game. Casey, yeah. what about you? Uh, what, what do you think? 52-50 is what he threw for last year uh, with a team, by the way, that wasn't gelled at the beginning of the season, right? Missing Tyreek Hill, all those kind of things. And we know all the narratives that were there, new offensive scheme a little bit there because of Tyreek Hill being gone. What do you think? 52-50, higher, lower, right about there? Well, I'm going, I think I'll go around 5,000 next year. The pass attempts are fairly in line with what he's done most the last three seasons as a starter here. Um, and I can see the prop. And I usually love to play the unders, but I still think he's going to throw for about 5,000, which actually puts me in the over category on the prop. 4,800 is what they're having right now, Rob. It seems like an easy <laughs> over to me. And I know we got the injury news and everything. Maybe they were talking, maybe they were thinking his ankle at the time. I can't do it, Rob. I'm going with the over on that one. I can't. I'm with Casey on this. Yeah, yeah. That's the, one. The that's one times he's been under that number in his career. He didn't play all all the games. He missed games. Right. As I say, that that's the thing. Is like the only way. The only way I, I'm betting that number is I'm either betting over or I'm not betting. Because <laughs> yeah. either like like Casey said, the only way the the way he doesn't do it is if he gets hurt. I don't want to. I don't want to root for him to get hurt. I mean, and then and it's not. I mean, it's possible, obviously. So it's just like I, I don't want to. I don't want to bet it. I understand. Justin Herbert threw for four thousand seven hundred and thirty-nine yards last season. Rob, I know he was a big name on my list, and I was like, he's passing for over five thousand yards. You can only hope to contain Justin Herbert. And then the injuries happened right this year, and I think that that was one of the things that really hurt him. It was a couple games where he had that rib injury, and even Keenan Allen being out for so many years, just a disheveled thing. But now we've got the new off- offensive coordinator there in Los Angeles, right from uh, Dallas, right? Am I thinking right on that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Pass heavy uh, attempts there for that team in Dallas as well. A lot of high speeding offenses as well in Dallas. So 4,739 is the bar for that he set last year. Do you think higher, lower, or about the same? Mm, I would say probably about the same. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe more. I'd probably expect more, but um, yeah, probably, probably about the same. It's still a good number. Boy, there's a lot of news going around too, Casey. That Keenan Allen's on his way out of the uh, out of yeah, Los that's... Angeles as well. So that's going to be a big hit to Justin Herbert's total. What do you think? Uh, you think he's going to throw for about that? Yeah, I've never. I, I I'm definitely a little less than that. I've never been. I feel like every year with the Chargers, the same deal. This is the Chargers <laughs> year. They're going to take off. They're going to do some things. Um, Justin Herbert threw 699 passes last year. Dak Prescott never even got to 600 in a season. So I'm not convinced the Chargers are going to throw as much next year. I'm I'm definitely thinking less than Herbert did this year. Okay, yeah, and and the prop over there on Prize Picks. And by the way, you can use the code FI today with a little underscore. They will match your deposit bonus all the way up to a hundred dollars. So you get a good little free shot there with that Patrick Mahomes one, I believe. Uh, it's not going to be too free, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's four thousand seven hundred seventy-five yards. So it sounds about right to me, Rob, on that one. I, I'm not too excited about that one at all. Uh, let's see here. This there was a couple more. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's one of them, and you know he's a big crime quarterback. Scores a lot of fantasy points for us, uh, and and he threw for four thousand two hundred and eighty three yards. But he had that shoulder injury last year. Rob, mm-hmm. what do you think this year? Forty five hundred sound good. I'd probably say forty four, forty forty three, forty four. Um. Mostly just because he does take off running a little bit too. So obviously any running he gets takes away from the passing. Uh, okay. So I'd say 44. He just about hit it right on the nose, didn't he, Casey? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think so. So uh, Josh Allen actually had 4,400 in 17 games two years ago. And, you know, he had the arm injury this year a little bit. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's, he's right in that, that 43, 4,400 range this year. Yeah. They got him at 4375. So that's not a good one. I think one of these, Joe Burrow is at 4,500 this prize pick season, Rob. I, and, and last year he was right at 4475. So I don't see anything that really jumps out to me anymore other than that, that very first one 
that one that one was kind of a big one, though. It seemed like to me with the Patrick Mahomes one. Let's go over to the rushing. Let me look at rushing yards. Derrick Henry's at 1,300 right now. He may get traded, right? It, it, it's an offensive line. They may be in a rebuilding mode. We just talked about all that stuff. Does that one sound like a good one over there on prize picks for an under? Um, given yeah. his age, I mean, I it is hard to bank on him. He's uh, he, he's getting older. It's hard to bank on him continuing this. I mean, he's awesome. He's legitimately the best. But and you bake in injury risk, potential for a bad line. This th- That feels like an under for sure. He had 349 rushing attempts, which led the NFL this season. Uh, 340 was for Josh Jacobs in a contract year, and then Nick Chubb was at 300. So he's got you know 49 more attempts than the third-place person right there, and he ended up with 1,538 yards, which wasn't the most in the NFL at all. And we know that his, you know, his, his, his rushing attempts and were really high. His average is 4.4 yards. If he goes to a new team, that does kind of scare me, Rob, that they're just not going to feed him as much as the Titans l- leaned on him. True. Yeah, if he does get traded, that's going to be that's going to be tough. Um, generally, <laughs> most of the time when it comes to running backs, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking the under. So it's, it's just such a violent position. I mean, we see so many guys get hurt every year. Every year, people think they know who's going to get hurt or who's not. I mean, you, no one knows who's going to get hurt. I mean, every running back gets hurt at some point eventually, it, f- it feels like. Um, and uh, like Jonathan Taylor was supposed to be the safest heading into this year, and, and he got hurt heading into the year before. It was like Derrick Henry and you know he was he was a tank and monster built different and he's but he got he got hurt i mean they all they just take so much of a pounding that it's hard for me to bet over on any of the guys near the top I'm taking the under on that one. It's at 1,300, so I'm going to go ahead and hit the under on that one right there. I, I like that. Jonathan Taylor is at 1,300. Rob, 1300 for Jonathan Taylor next season is what Prize Picks has. And I know he didn't have that much this year. And last year was a little bit different, but he was being fed all that. New head coach, new regime, uh, quarterback situation. Uh, there's so many things going on there. I, I don't know what to do with that Jonathan Taylor one. I know. That's See, that's, that's another one where it's kind of like, I think if he stays healthy all year, he's probably going to get past that mark. Um and you know, assuming they feed him, I mean, the team probably won't be as good. Um, I mean, just in general, the, like the offense won't be very good, depending, especially depending on which quarterback they have. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they're probably going to feed him, and as long as he stays healthy, he might go past. It's one of those where I feel like I just do, I I think he's going to go over if he's healthy. I think he goes the way he goes under is if he gets hurt again, and I don't want to like necessarily bank on someone getting hurt, even mm-hmm. though. And I don't want to bet over knowing that, you know, it's such a violent position. So, yeah. Casey, there's only four running backs that went over 1,300 yards last year. Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Saquon Barley, Barkley snuck over that by 1312. Then, you know, who was, who was fifth? Fifth. Does anybody know who was fifth in rushing last season? Total yards? Hmm. Not Justin Fields, is it? Nope. Justin Fields can finish seventh at eleven forty three. Oh, Najee Harris. Oh no, uh, I got that. I'm sorry, that was attempts. Yeah. Uh, Miles Sanders. Yeah, that's correct. Twelve hundred, one thousand two hundred and sixty nine yards for Miles Sanders. Am I reading this? Is this the right year? Is it twenty twenty two? Twenty twenty two. One thousand two hundred sixty nine yards, almost five yards per attempt last season. Rob is what Miles Sanders. I always thought that Miles Sanders was going to be out the door. In Philadelphia, they really didn't need him. But looking at that, that looks like he is, the, you know, five yards per carry, Casey, is pretty impressive. And if they can be that productive in that offense, you think that he needs to stay there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you would think you'd like to think that it, it's just come down <laughs> in numbers. They've got a lot of guys they got to pay on a Super Bowl winning team, starting with their quarterback. Um, we'll see if he stays. If he stays, love him. He was a guy I liked this last year, um, given the price. I don't think the price will be inflated again. I think it's it's he's going to be a solid pick this year, for sure. Nick Chubb sitting at twelve fifty. Rob, I know he's your guy. We we can't take Nick Chubb though, right? Twelve fifty. That'd be thirteen hundred. Nick Chubb rushed for fifteen hundred yards. I know that's the thing, and and no plus, Kareem like, Hunt. I mean, yeah, that's the thing is if if uh, if Kareem Hunt, you know, is out the door too, or something something like that. I mean, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb to me is like in the argument for best pure rusher in the NFL. So 
it's another guy where I'm just like, I don't want to, don't want to bank on going against him. He's, he's, he's so good, but um, Casey, the, the, Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson is also thrown in the mix and he did not perform nearly as well. It didn't feel like at the end of last season as he did in the beginning part of the season. Yeah. And I think Deshaun Watson is basically two years off of football. So I, it's really difficult to think how the Browns are going to look next year based on the fact that we really haven't seen Deshaun Watson in a couple of years. We just don't know what the offense is going to look like. There is no better runner in football than than Nick Chubb right now. Um, but that it just taking these overs on these running backs are so difficult. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> you're you're right. Jalen Hurts is okay. Let's look talk about rushing overs uh, or rushing numbers for quarterbacks. Then fine, I'll, I'll, tidy. I'll switch it up on you guys. Jalen Hurts. Rushed for 760 yards last year. Looks like he's about to get paid, so they dropped it down to 725 for the prize picks bet. I'd almost want to go under on that because if I'm Jalen and I got paid, I, I don't know that I'm running all that much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's that's the thing too. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. How much? How much? You know, is he gonna expose himself? I mean, he's a he, he seems like a smart runner though. From what it, what it seems like, he gets down, he avoids contact, um, and he's plus he's kind of more of a stockier built kind of guy. So, um, but yeah, it's 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 tough to take a. <laughs> you said it was seven sixty. Seven twenty-five. Seven twenty-five. Oh man, that's that's tough. It's not. I only. I think only a few times really. And quarterbacks have really even done it. So, oh, isn't that uh, interesting, Casey? Do you see that there for Justin Fields? I, the prop bet for Justin Fields. I don't see. I, I see Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are the two I see. Oh, maybe I just see the one for uh, Justin Fields for four thousand yards next season running. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll tell you what, what I do uh-huh. really like the if, if we're gonna go in over, yeah. I like this Josh Allen. Six hundred is all they're looking for. Josh Allen has had seven hundred sixty-two and seven hundred sixty-three the last two years. Um, you said you know you said earlier, Wes, I might be a New York person. I grew up right outside of Buffalo. I lived there for those twenty-seven years of my life, so I watch a lot of Bills football. Have a lot of family there, Bills fans. Josh Allen is he's a tough guy. Um, and I would expect that he can eclipse 600 rushing yards. He's the he's the centerpiece of that offense, um, and he just doesn't get hurt. And and I like I like that over 600. If we really want to find an over here, I think Josh Allen's our guy. You talked me into it. I, I already did it. I already put the over on there. I'm I'm trying to get to five here. I'm trying to get to five. Probably not, I don't need to push my luck too much, but I'm trying to get <laughs> to five. And I'm going to jump over to receivers now. So I'm I'm in the NFL receiving football yardage here to kind of wrap up the baby bowl as we look at this. Big, big, big numbers we had from Justin Jefferson last season, 1,800 receiving yards. They said they were going to make him into Cooper Cup at the beginning of the year, and they just about did it last season. 14 yards per reception, uh, nine at almost almost 10 yards per target. Wow, that's something else. Uh, so 1,800 yards for Justin Jefferson, Rob. Higher, lower, about the same. I don't know that Adam Thielen's going to be there to compliment him anymore, which may be a good thing. It may be more Osborne. TJ Hawkinson is there, so that may be able to distract some people from Justin Jefferson. I don't necessarily think it's going to take anything away from Justin Jefferson. What do you think? 1,800 receiving yards, Rob. Man, I, I with eighteen hundred, I gotta go under. Just I love well, I love Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's just it's just eighteen hundred is eighteen hundred. So okay. I'd probably set it at sixteen sixteen. I was uh-huh. what I would say. Okay, his prop bet is actually a fourteen fifty over there on Prize Picks. Okay, it's fourteen fifty on Prize Picks. Uh, uh, so uh, would you higher than that? You want to go higher than that? I would. I mean. But that's that I get. I just get scared to do any Understood. any overs because no, no, of the injury you. factor. But I would I would say over. I mean, assuming assuming he stays healthy all year, I I would think he could definitely blow past fourteen fifty. What do you think about that, Casey? Yeah, I, I'm Jeff- I'm uh-huh. definitely feeling an over on that one. I, again, we all discussed we don't love doing the overs, but his worst year is fourteen hundred yards. That's his yep. bad year. He only had one hundred twenty five targets and he gained fourteen hundred yards. That's ridiculous. And so that was it, that was his rookie year, right? Yeah, he, his rookie year only got 125 targets and gained 1,400 yards. If he's healthy, this is an easy over. Yeah, and then not only that, but in that rookie year, I believe the first two, maybe three games, he played like half the snaps, if that. Yeah. So he was, it was a cut. Like, he was a cut in a lot of fantasy league because he wasn't yeah. playing. Yeah. So yeah, no, you're he still right. finished yeah. with that. <laughs> that is crazy to think about Justin Jefferson uh, doing that. All right, here, here you go. This is this is a good one. Tyreek Hill, 
Last season, he finished with uh, 1,710 yards, which unbelievable, by the way. You know, hats off to Tyreek Hill for doing that in a new offense, different quarterbacks, all, all that stuff. Just uh, unbelievable. I, I never expected 1,710 yards last season. His prize picks is at 1,275 this season. What, is, what does that mean? Wow. What, what does that mean, Casey, that they put to set this at 1,275? Do they think that 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 is not going to play anymore? What, what does this mean? Yeah, I think this has everything to do with the quarterback, right? I, I am an uh, – yeah, I've told you I'm a Dolphins fan. I am a Tua supporter. I like the pick when it was made. But, man, what happened last year is to scare the daylights out of you. Oh, sure. If, if Tua is healthy and right and playing, I mean, this is an easy over. But, again, there's a lot of question marks here because <laughs> Tua has said he's going to play next year. But if he takes the wrong hit at the wrong time, it's scary to think about. And, and that just – we saw what the Dolphins looked like without Tua. It wasn't pretty. Rob, what do you think? I mean, I, I, we've, we've expressed all these opinions already. 1275 seems low with Tyreek Hill no matter what the quarterback is. I know. That's the thing. Is I, I, they're definitely tempting, tempting you to take the over. I think they're getting smart with these things where – they know they knew when you know the lines they've put out in the past were kind of kind of closer to what you you'd expect i feel like when we, i remember we were talking about this last year too and mm-hmm. and um so it was more like i was just like oh under 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 just give just let me bet a bunch of unders and i'm probably going to hit more often than not um on these i feel like they're basically they're they're putting they're putting lines out there basically saying do you think this guy's going to get hurt or not and uh like that's how it feels with with this, and then obviously, like Casey mentioned with the the Tua situation. I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it was it wasn't good, <laughs> really, with Skylar Thompson back there. So, um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a scary situation to take that. But I mean, I would I would think it's got to be over at twelve fifty. Let me add. I'll add one piece of information. This because I actually watched basically all the Dolphins games. Uh, Tua didn't play in five full games. I'm not going to count the two games he left early in. Uh, Tyreek Hill was under 70 yards in four of the five games. He had mm. 177 in the fifth, but that was when Minnesota got a big lead on Miami and they played catch up all second half. The other four games under 70 yards the other four times. I'm going to be waiting for my fifth one forever. It feels like on this thing. Cause I like <laughs> to put five of them in and I'm I got, go I got to- one Wes, if you okay, want. Right. I see yeah, one go ahead. Go ahead. Cause I've been looking at them. Yeah, I got one to like. I like this Garrett Wilson at 1,075 yards. We are absolutely talking about a quarterback <laughs> upgrade, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Derek Carr. Garrett Wilson looked absolutely awesome last year after looking terrific at Ohio State as a as with a lot of good players at Ohio State. He was the best one of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if we're gonna do an over, I love this Garrett Wilson over. I love that one too. I love that one. He was eleven eleven oh three this year with, you know, we he, he at times early in the season like he kind of like rotated in. He didn't play a full complement of snaps, kind of like what we saw with uh, Jefferson's rookie year, and then obviously he dealt with Zach Wilson for for a lot uh, some of the time, and then uh, he still finished with eleven oh three. So, assuming assuming I, I could see Garrett Wilson in the second year, especially if he gets a quarterback upgrade like if Carr or Rodgers go there I mean I could see him going 14-1500 honestly if he stays healthy the whole time look at that TJ Hawkinson total from last year guys 914 I'm sure that's a combined effort but it sure felt like he got a lot of that stuff uh whenever he was with Minnesota what a weird trade too by the way Detroit trading to Minnesota halfway through the season wasn't that that was just weird yeah I I, I was I was really surprised by that I mean you don't see like a ton of in in uh division trades like i i can't remember you know being a browns fan i don't know the last player we dealt like to the steelers Bengals, ravens like i i, I don't even know Devonte smith is down there at uh let's see his his is at 1100 and last season he had uh a 1200 receiving yards it, it kind of feels weird though in philadelphia doesn't it like both of these guys are going to be Upper echelon wide receivers. It's kind of strange to think Jalen Hurts. And by the way, Jalen Hurts took like the biggest step forward I think I've ever seen a fantasy quarterback take last season. Because it's crazy if you think about his totals and then what he was able to support around him with those two wide receivers as well. That that's just kind of crazy, especially looking at Miles Sanders' rushing totals from last year. What an offense that was. Looking back at it all, that Super Bowl kind of offense, doesn't it? 
<laughs> See, Mike, where, do you guys think that the Devonta Smith, the A.J. Brown thing is going to flip-flop a little bit? Because it seemed like towards the end of the year, Devonta was taking over that wide receiver room a little bit more, I thought, than A.J. Brown was. No? Yeah, I am. Um, I So I've seen I'm, I'm already in an early best ball draft because I love this stuff, right? And they're going right around each other, which I think is really interesting. I've always been an, an A.J. Brown guy. I love the skill set. I think he's a wonderful player. But Jalen Hurts only threw 460 passes last year, and both of them, I think, cracked 1,100 yards, which is just crazy to think that you can only throw 460 passes and have two receivers do that. I think I, I, I'm i in a wait-and-see approach with the Philadelphia offense right now. What does it look like next year if Miles Sanders leaves? Do they go a little more pass-heavy? Do they run Jalen Hurts less? I, th- I think this offense has a lot of questions that we got to look at. New offense coordinator, I think it'll be an interesting uh, start to the year for them. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat because it, like, yeah, they were both top nine in receiving yards um, on the season with a running quarterback. Like, so, like Casey mentioned, he he didn't have a he had what four sixty you said four sixty. 460. Yeah, so like you know that's that's way a lot lower than uh, you know a lot of a lot of QBs. So for them to be up there, it was extremely consolidated. Um, Goddard got hurt late in the season. I think that could uh, that part of that helped you know consolidate that even more during that stretch. Um, obviously, he was healthy for most of the season, so I mean you can't necessarily say um, that. But but that stretch kind of helped out a little bit. Um, but yeah, I I agree. Like they they are, I feel like people are buying, especially the fact that they made the Super Bowl run, um, the season that Hurts had, the season that they had as an offense. Um, it feels like everything is like buying every piece of this offense at its very ceiling at its, at its, at a, at a premium. So um, I don't necessarily love to do that. So I'll probably wait and see a little bit too, even though I, I like both players a lot. Looking over here at pro football reference, it really looks like Amari Cooper could be a huge sleeper next season. Just initial looking at it, 59% catch rate last year, only 78 receptions on 132 targets for 1,160 yards, nine touchdowns with probably saved more of his fantasy season than anything. But you would think that that as nice touchdowns will be able to stay right there in that range. But his catch percentage, his yardage is going to go up. His catches are going to go up. I mean, that's very comparable to Garrett Wilson numbers right there. And we've talked about a quarterback upgrade for Garrett Wilson. I think we can see the same thing with an Amari Cooper next season uh, with with new quarterback there uh, for Cleveland under the helms there, uh, possibly. Don't you think, Rob? Yeah, I would think so. Um, I, expect, I, I do expect Watson to probably play better than he did this year. I mean – as a Browns fan myself, like uh, hoping for <laughs> for him to play better, just from a hoping that the team wins more. Um, so, so yeah, I, I would think. Coop, and Cooper came into the season as, as a huge sleeper. Um, mm-hmm. He he was one. Of the, he ended up being one of such a great value. He, you know, I I admit that I was kind of pushing him down. Um, I didn't really end up with much of him this past season. And I was, you know, most people were pushing him down as well. And uh, he ended up, you know, top 12 in receiving yards. And like you said, if he gets um, some better QB play, he should be able to catch more of those passes, get some more yards, could even break double digit touchdowns. Um, yeah, he could be, he could end up being another really good value again. Casey, do you see who's uh, number three last year in receiving yards? Do you see that? Receiving yards. Let me flip over to that huh? screen. I was, I'm on the Oh, okay. Screen. No, no, I understand. And he was a number, I don't know what he was, in targets. He had 180 targets, 100 receptions, 1,516 yards. Do you see that? Devontae uh, Adams. But look at his catch percentage. Mm-hmm. Yep. 55.6. And I think this is, the quarterback here makes all the difference for him too, right? Because when it's Aaron Rodgers, who throws a very catchable ball, very accurate, historically a great accurate passer, you could absolutely see, as crazy as it is, his age 31 season be one of his best ones yet if Aaron Rodgers makes his way down there. He has been incredibly consistent for a number of years now. Um, in 1,500 yards with kind of questionable quarterback play, they put in the kid at the end of the year. What a great season by Devontae Adams. And there's no reason to think he's going to slow down this next year. 
14 touchdowns last year, Rob. Only eight and a half yards per target, though. I mean, that's that's like a really low target number. It kind of feels like for him when I, especially last year, where I saw him running down the field a lot, catching those passes. You know what I mean? Like, especially towards the end of the year, it seemed like he was going for those bombs left and right all the time. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, he he was one where I mean I was I was surprised to see that he had a, as a third in receiving yards. So um, yeah, and looks like second in targets behind only Justin Jefferson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely. If I think it's it like Casey mentioned, the quarterback play is is crucial here. If if Rogers ends up going there, um, Devontae could have a have another monster year. I mean, he should be ranked top five, if, especially if that happens. Um, now, if they, for whatever reason, if they decide to stick it out with like Stidham and don't make any kind of moves at all, um, it's going to be a lot more questionable. Um, but I mean, it's hard to, hard to really downgrade Adams too much considering how good he is. Guys, I promised you both baseball. We didn't get to it. I'm sorry. I got we got I got distracted by all the football talk, uh, getting my prize picks. But yeah, I think I think this is juicy here, guys. I think we got a good one right here. I am taking the uh, Patrick Mahomes more than 4,800 passing yards. Derrick Henry less than 1,300 rushing yards. Josh Allen more than 600 rushing yards. Justin Jefferson more than 1,450 passing uh, receiving yards. And Garrett Wilson more than 1,075. Receiving yards. If this hits, guys, I'm I'm buying you each a cup of coffee. I don't know how to do that this far away from both of you, <laughs> but I will try my best to be able to do so. But you'll have to remind me because we won't know the results for another year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's the fun. That's the that's the tough part about doing these futures. Yes, uh, Casey. Thank you so much for all you did for the Baby Bowl. Thank you for everything that you uh, participated in, and just grabbing a hold of something that needed to be done, and and, and knocking it out, man. It was wonderful, and it was awesome to be able to see that whenever it popped up in the chat room, uh, on on the over there on Twitter. So that was wonderful by you. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for for running that this week. It's it's awesome. It's a ton of fun. And as I say, anything that is a great cause that we can get some money to needed places, I'm always all for it. Yeah, and, and I know, Rob, you appreciated him, too, and everybody else who participated in the Baby Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you, Casey. Like like Wes said, um, you know, we, we definitely really appreciate uh, you taking that and doing that for us. And uh, say, like I said, it saved me, saved me some extra work and some uh, definitely some time. So I appreciate that so much. And, and thank you for uh, participating. And, um, you know, um, hope, hope to see you participate more in the future as well uh next year um hopefully we can keep getting bigger and better and and also obviously well i'll see you in the uh the uh baseball baseball twitter twitter sphere and the 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 leagues that we're in together so um i'm sure we'll definitely be talking more sounds good and and guys and i know everybody else says thank you too casey for putting that together because they were able to see the leaderboards and i I just really like not having to explain the situation anymore because you knocked it out so i really did appreciate that (laughs) and thank you all for participating and listening to this podcast all year long we hope to be with you again next year and hopefully some content here soon to come in the future this summer thank you all for listening and liking and subscribing and telling your friends and let's build this baby bowl up bigger and better for the community to be able to participate in giving back to some charity along the way but more importantly than all those other actions fit fam we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today